to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app by searching for The Church at Bushland in your app store. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know how this ministry is impacting your life by emailing us at info at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so in our app or by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Thank you so much. These sons and daughters just declaring the truth of who God is. Well, my name is uh, Tommy Spencer. It's my honor to be the family pastor. If I haven't met you yet, I look forward to meeting you. Um, one of the things that I get to oversee is our life groups, and all of those new seasons will start in September. But through the month of August, if you've not connected in a life group from past uh, this past year, if you'll just go to Guest Connect, give us your name and number, we will reach out to you. And so some of you already know some of those life groups, and by all means, feel free to join some of our active ones. But our new people who just need to find your people, has anybody ever been in a time in life where you just got to find your people? If you're new, we want to make that just as easy as possible. The Peel Barn is just north of the high school across from Legacy Ranch. We started this last year. We had about 60 or 70 new people who needed to find their people. And out of that, seven new life groups sprung forth that are continuing this year. And how many know if God did it before, he can do it again? Amen? All right? And so I'm excited just to, all I've heard God say just in overseeing life groups is give him some space for people to connect with his heart and to connect with each other's hearts. How many of you know you don't have to go through life alone? Amen? We got the Lord and we got each other. So we can help you take that step. We want to do that. I want to say thank you to our pastor, his wife, and family. Can we just celebrate our shepherds in this house underneath the shepherd Jesus Christ for the opportunity? To stand last August, we did a series here. Some of you were here for it to sound the trumpet out of the book of Nehemiah. And this is really just the next step in that process. It comes out of the book of Nehemiah. Like I said, they came back. The remnant, if you will, came back to rebuild the wall so that God's chosen people, his chosen city, all right, that the tabernacle, all that stuff, you go read it, Nehemiah, Ezra, all right, the generation, that lost generation, how many know God's always pursuing his sons and daughters? And so they come back, they rebuild that wall, because back in that day, how many of you know that wall was the first line of defense to keep the enemy out? How many are thankful that it's the blood of Jesus that keeps the enemy out? Come on. A few of you, how many are thankful for the blood of Jesus? All right, that defeated the enemy. If you read your Bible, and I pray you do, Jesus destroyed the works of the enemy. He came to disarm the principalities. So if the enemy's currently winning in your life, listen to me, all you gotta do is declare, no, by the blood of Jesus and by the power of his resurrection, you will not bring harm to my family. Come on, somebody. And so the remnant realizes that it is the yes of Jesus but watch, we learned last year, is anybody thankful that God designed families the way he did? How many know that family is God's idea? He got great ideas. That's why the enemy comes against your family so hard because he's actually more threatened by what you carry because you've been given dominion, power, and authority, what? In the name of Jesus to remind him he's defeated, not you or your family. He's designed to go to hell, not you or your family. That's what the blood of Jesus Jesus purchased. 
So as that wall was refortified, they were positioned what? By families, for families, listen, all for this purpose, so that we would fight for our sons, our daughters, our spouses, all of those. And if the enemy began to advance against you, what were you to do? To sound the trumpet. And we were gonna come running because God designed families, watch this, to fight for each other, not against each other as God fights for us. Leave the person next to you and say, I'm fighting for you. Oh, come on now, tell them I'm fighting for you. But even more, God's fighting for you. All right? This is his design, that our hearts would be aligned with his heart. Listen, and so that as sons and daughters, that's, I'm gonna show you an image of the remnant in just a moment, but that remnant that God set apart his people unto himself, that we would bring glory to God, all right? Watch, within the protection of those walls. Now we're gonna see that next step. So now the remnant, as the wall has been built, we are better together. That's our theme for our life groups, made to fight for each other, not against each other. As God fights for us, that's what we're doing. And we're gonna add to it now. Within that place, we're gonna know our identity as the sons and daughters of God. Is anybody thankful that you can be a son or daughter of God? All purchased by the blood of Jesus. First John 3, 1 just says, man, that we get to be the children of God. If you're looking for an identity, can I just tell you, that's it. Your identity is not in your job. It's not in your status. It's not in your position. It's in the person of Jesus Christ. If you want to define yourself, start right there. I'm a son of the king. I'm a daughter of the Lord. And everything else flows from that. So within just those fortified walls, the enemies, the one who's been defeated, remember they went up on those walls and they praised God and they prayed. And guess what? It literally says, and all the enemies of Jerusalem, now they feared. Because why? They saw what God did for them. Has anybody got a testimony where you can testify? Let me tell you what my dad did for me. Because if he did it for me, he can do it for you too. So within that, this morning, we're gonna look at the identity of the remnant. In a couple of weeks, we're gonna look at, we have the, an invitation for the intimacy that we can come in and spend time with the presence of God so that as we go out, all right, we are armed with the armor of God so that as people encounter us, they encounter more of who he is. And then finally, we get to see as sons and daughters, we have an inheritance not just so I can hoard it, not just so I can get more, because the Bible says I've already been given everything I need for life and godliness. Come on, is anybody thankful that you don't have to work for it? Pastor Kay did a great job last week in looking at justification, sanctification. I've got all the inheritance I need. My name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's worth celebrating. That's worth celebrating. And if it's not, today's the day of salvation, and there'll be an opportunity at the end of this service. How many know you get to just confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you can become a son and daughter too? And from that place of inheritance, watch, I get to bless God as I bless others. And that's how the kingdom of heaven is advanced. Is anybody excited to be a part of the remnant? So here's the deal. I believe this is what the Lord has said, and we're gonna look at Isaiah 43 here in just a moment. Here's what he said. We've spent far too much time, and I don't, I don't believe we're doing that, that here at the church in Bush. I'm thankful for our leadership. I'm thankful that the only agenda attached to this church is to bless God and magnify his name, knowing that he draws all men and women unto themselves so their hearts can be healed just like ours have, amen? Okay, a few of you, all right. 
That's the kingdom. That's the gospel. That every person who walks through these doors, there's only one name. His name is Jesus. You know what? I can't change anybody's heart, but I can agree with God's heart for them so their heart can be changed too. And that's the blessing of the Lord. And so there's this this remnant that God is pulling together. Look at Isaiah chapter 43. I wanna read in verses one and two, and I'm gonna show you just this image. You can put that image on the screen and we'll make reference to it here in just a moment. But this is the remnant, the sons and daughters that are always ready for the comeback. And we'll, we'll finish it uh, there at the end of that. But listen to these words of life. I've said this to you guys before, but when you read the word of God, it is living and active. It is inerrant, meaning there is nothing false in here. Come on, somebody. This is the way, the truth, and the life. This is the standard. And can I have some sons and daughters say, we will not compromise. Come on, there you go. We're not going to. You know what the world needs? The world needs this. I was fixing to say earlier, I I lost my train of thought. Yeah, some of you are like, he needs to get back to that thought. Here it was. The, The church has done more responding and reacting in the flesh to the things of the culture. Watch this. Instead of revealing what we've received from the heart of a father that will only advance his kingdom. When we do more talking about culture versus kingdom, can I just tell you, it will not impact the culture. But if we do more talking about the kingdom and the Father's heart, then it will impact the culture. What does that look like? In my home, there was a time where there were some different personalities that would come on TV, and I was not necessarily responding the right way when those images came on my TV. And then I begin to see my daughter, Mia, also respond in a negative way. How many know that our kids imitate what they see and hear? And the father moved my heart and he said, Tommy, I want you to help raise up the next generation. Listen, so that we change the atmosphere of my home when different personalities and image came up on my TV. Now it wasn't me getting distracted or discouraged or you know defeated. It was an invitation to go, you know what, let's just see what God's heart has to say for those persons and personalities. I'm not compromising. I'm agreeing with God's heart because how many know the blood of Jesus and yes of Jesus is for every person? Whether they say yes or not, that's not on me, but I can sure align my heart. How many know that Saul was probably the first terrorist, if you will? He was killing Christians. Is anybody thankful that the love of God pursued Saul and he became Paul? And now we have 13 books in the Bible. Why? Because my God. So can we stop reacting and responding in the flesh to the day of the culture because I was never made to be the tail. I was made to be the head and I was made to repeat what the Father's saying because as his word goes out, it's still doing transformation. So I'm gonna stop reading this just for information and I'm gonna start reading it for revelation because that gets my heart in line with his heart and I'm gonna be a part of the miracle-making God. And we're going to see the remnant, watch this, raise up, fix our eyes on Jesus, and we're going to be the bride that's making herself ready. And as we do, there's going to be others ready on that day. So the remnant basically is a family 
that God's heart's always open to. Look at Isaiah 43. Here it is. But now this is what the Lord, verse 1 says, He who created you, O Jacob, that's God. He's creator. He's the only one. He who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Is that anybody's story? Have you been purchased by the blood of Jesus? Have you been made new? Is anybody thankful that your past doesn't have to define you, that the yes of Jesus is what marks your destiny? Come on, somebody. I'm redeemed. That's who I am as God's son. But then he goes on to say, not only are you redeemed, but I call you by name. Don't you love that out of the Father's mouth, he speaks your name. Let that increase your faith this week when you get discouraged. Just let him just speak your name. And then what does he say? He says these words, and you are mine. Is anybody encouraged that the Father looks at you and says, you're mine? He ain't giving up on none of us. He's not disappointed in any of us. When I was 16 years old, there was a broken, wounded boy who needed a savior, who needed a redeemer, who needed to hear a father call out my name. And I'm thankful that this morning at the age of 50, what God set into motion has only continued to grow and he continues to speak my name. I am his beloved's and he is mine and that's my identity and nothing can change that. And that's the best gift I can give my family, my wife, my kids, the people in the workplace, is the truth of who God says I am. Isn't that the beauty of the remnant? Now watch, because then it, outside that truth, which that's the main truth, you are mine. So how many know that life can get real and it can get real real fast? How many know that Jesus said, hey, you're going to have some days in trouble, but take heart because he overcame. Guess what? You can overcome too. And so there's an opportunity for our faith muscle, all right, to be increased in my weakness. He's made strong. So look at that verse two. He says, so when you pass through the waters, what does it say? I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Why? Because I am, there it is, the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel. I am your Savior. Can anybody testify? That's my God. And that's the remnant. That's his family. Look at this image I want us to see just this Hebrew. The reason why we call this the remnant is they read from right to left, but their, their letters, their symbols are pictures. They're word pictures. And so as you unpack the Hebrew, I want you to get this image of how the Father sees us and you hear the words, you are mine. So this first one is Jehovah. It's God. It's Yahweh. This is creator. So just that, that little one right there, all right, that is our God. The second symbol and the fourth symbol are the same. So it's almost like it makes a circle, but this is his light. This is his hope. This is his peace. This is his righteousness. This is who he is. And guess who's encompassed in the middle of that? Can anybody guess? That is the symbol for man. Can you see God's design for the remnant? It is family, and it's the embrace to a, from a father to his kids. When's the last time you just found yourself in the arms of the father? By way of the blood of Jesus. 
Can I tell you that's what you're made for? Can I tell you there is kindness in his eyes? There is peace in his heart. There is instruction in his voice. There's a fulfillment of a yes in his covenant. We'll unpack those in a couple of weeks. But listen to me. He wants to be the main voice and the main truth and the main identity for you as his son, for you as his daughter. Listen, I don't wake up needy in the morning. I get to wake up filled. Father, what do you say? And you know what it comes out like? So now I can stand up on this truth and promise. I know who he is. And I believe every word and watch. Because I know who he is, here's what the remnant says. And I love who he made me to be. Do you know what? That blesses God. How many of you know that that is under attack? I love who he made me to be. How many of you have ever, don't raise your hand. How many of you know you try to compare yourself? How many of you know we try to, the enemy wants us to see our flaws? How many of you know that we can believe for others the truth and promises of God, but when it comes to me, I struggle with that. See, it all comes back to this. A father's embrace. Look at the compassion in his eyes. Hear the instruction in his voice. Hear his love for you. We are the remnant. We are the sons and daughters of God. And watch, when we walk outside these walls, and we will walk outside these walls, we can boldly declare, can I tell you what the great I am has done for me? Because he'll do it for you. And that's how the kingdom of heaven is advanced. So I know my identity as God's beloved son and daughter. Let me ask you this question. Is the way you currently think about yourself more influenced by your past choices and experiences, or even by what others have said or are saying? Or is the way you think about yourself more influenced by the choice Jesus made for you and what the Father says is true? I'm going to tell you right now, Lord, help me only think about myself what you say is true. I've said this before, but it, 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 it was worth mentioning again. Why would we ever think something to be true about ourselves that God's never even thought about us? See, the remnant, the sons and daughters of God, we hear the Father say, you are mine. And then you know what we get to say back in return? And I am yours. And I want the whole world to know. Do you know why we get publicly baptized? Is anybody thankful for the public displays of baptism? Come on, can we celebrate what God has done in this place? Come on, it's good to celebrate. There's gonna be a discipleship class. Why is there a public display of baptism? It's just, it's declaring Romans. It says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Do you know what? The remnant's not ashamed of the gospel. We're gonna walk in it. And you know what? My family is gonna get the best of who I am in Jesus Christ. They're going to get my best, not my leftovers. And from that place, God will bless that, and the message will ring out. See, has anybody read your Bible about the coming of the Lord? Do things get better or do things get tougher? Not a trick question. We should not be surprised at what's going on in the world we live in. It should disgust us. But I'm going to tell you right there, I'm not going to get frustrated and discouraged with what I see in the natural. 
I'm going to get encouraged and built up. Watch this, because I know whom I have believed in, and I know my God is able to do anything that I currently trust him with. So as for me and my house, we're not going to fear what's going on in the culture. We're going to be a part of the solution because we're trusting that the kingdom of heaven has come into us, and we want other peoples to encounter his kingdom too. He is patient. Because there are some sons and daughters who are making themselves ready. Is anybody preparing yourself for the comeback? Do you know he's coming again? This isn't just some story we read. No one knows the day or the hour. It might happen in our lifetime. It might not happen in our lifetime. But can I tell you, if you're preparing, you're not wasting your time. You're blessing the Lord. Titus 2, verses 11 through 14. Let's see this in the New Testament. All right? Let's see this in the New Testament. Titus one of the ones that Paul encourages and encourages us as well, we find these words. It says, for the grace of God, God, thank you for your grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. You are one of his riches because of the expense that Jesus paid. That's the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. And watch what it does. It teaches us to say no. Everybody say no. To ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. Can I just say to all of us, all right, can we get out of the cycle of sin, confess, be forgiven, sin, confess, be forgiven, sin, confess, be forgiven? There's this, there's this, this place that this transformation happens that I have sinned, I have confessed, I have been forgiven, but watch, now I, as a son and daughter, step into this, the fullness of his salvation that looks like a life of commitment, and now I live completely free. Anybody hear what I just said? Did you know you can break the cycle of sin? I'm not saying you can live a perfect life. I'm saying you can let the Father fill your heart with his, and when their tempter comes, you can say no to ungodliness so that God can be glorified with your yes. Moms and dads, I believe the best way we can raise up the next generation is letting them get a front row seat of what it looks like to say no to ungodliness and say yes to the fullness of the kingdom of heaven. And if I step outside of that, is anybody thankful that God's arm is not too short to save and his ear is not too dull to hear and that he'll pick me back up? And if my, my kids saw me fail, guess what? They're gonna see me get reconciled because that's how good my father is. Because how many know your kids are gonna make mistakes? How do they know to reach their hand back up to God? How do they know to cry out to God? By letting them get a front row seat to your journey as a son and daughter. So now I'm not just living in fear oh man, I hope my kids don't turn out like the way I did. No, I want to invite my kids into this journey called faith as one of God's sons and daughters. So it teaches me to say no. Look at verse 13. While we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the remnant is waiting in anticipation. Verse 14, who gave himself for us, here's our word again, to redeem us from all unwickedness or from all wickedness and to purify for himself. Say, I'm pure. A couple of you did. Say, I'm pure. Say, I'm holy. Say, I'm righteous. That's the truth of who you are because Jesus said that's who you are. Let those truths help you make the next right choice based upon the choice that Jesus made. The enemies convinced us, hey, you've already messed up, so just get stuck there. No, the remnant are sons and daughters who believe more what God says 
and walk in that. Because here's what it then says, for himself, he purified for himself a people that are his very own. There it is. You are mine. It's that embrace of a father to his kids. And as a result, all we want to do is what is good. I just want to bless you, Lord. I want to honor you, Lord. You know what that looks like? I get to prophesy over my wife. What is that? It's to build up, to encourage to affirm by only hearing what the Father says is true about my wife. I get to do the same thing for my kids. So now I'm not just looking at the natural. I'm getting to what? See what God sees, and I'm getting to speak into their destiny. Why? Because of what Jesus gave his life for. How many of you know the enemy's a prophet liar? Probably hadn't heard that before, have you? He's the what? Father of lies. And I guarantee you, he's lying to your kids. He's lying to your spouses. So how do we combat those lies? By prophesying. Can I just tell you, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit for the purpose to encourage a brother, to encourage a sister, and to bless our Father. It's not something weird. It's just letting my heart get aligned with God's heart and then just what? Finding my voice and speaking it out. Do you know you can be a part of the healing and breakthrough for someone in your family just by agreeing with God's heart for them and then being consistent in your journey before them? So I'm not going to let just their current no be something that keeps me from saying yes. I'm going to be a part of their breakthrough because Jesus was a part of mine. And as a son and daughter, that's what I get to be a part of. And so... I wrote down just a couple of things. Here's our identity. Because of the yes of Jesus, see if this is true for you. I am forgiven. I am righteous. I am pure, holy, and blameless. I am his child. I am adopted. I am accepted. I am loved. I am valued. He believes in me. He has written my story. I am his beloved bride. He is proud of me. I am in the Father, and he is in me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. His heart is wide open to me, and he is coming again. And as a result of that identity, I get to bless God. I get to bring him glory. I get to trust him. I get to walk by faith. I get to remind the enemy, you're the one who's defeated. I get to worship and adore my God. I get to be prepared for his coming. I get to share my testimony. I get to lead others to him. I get to forgive. I get to display his power. I get to walk in the fruit of the spirit. I get to display the gifts of the spirit. I get to agree with his truths and promises. I get to honor my father and mother, and I get to serve, pray, and bless others. Is that what the remnant looks like? I know who my father is and I'm not going to let the enemy convince me otherwise. And I love who he made me to be. And this is a father with open arms that's saying, come on, son, come on, daughter, because there's some others out there that I want them to know they're mine too. And that's what the remnant gets to be a part. Not only are we preparing ourselves, but in our preparation, someone else is going to get invited to the party too. Did you know a wedding banquet's coming? Come on, who can you invite that they know they have a seat at that table too? That's how good our God is. And I won't just stop there. 
Watch what else the word says. I'm an ambassador for Christ. I'm a minister of reconciliation. I've been given dominion, power, and authority in Jesus' name. We're a city on a hill that can't be hidden. We're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. We are the beautiful feet that bring good news. We are vessels filled with the hope of glory. We are the beloved sons and daughters of God. We are um, pray, to pray without ceasing. We are not just trying to get to heaven. We're bringing heaven to earth. We are filled with righteousness, peace, and joy. We are the a remnant. We are the children of God. We are his. We're his very own. We're God's family and we are what the world is looking for. That's my identity. That's my identity. And the reason why we're going to take a couple of other weeks, because I need to live from intimacy to remind anybody have a short memory sometimes as we live from intimacy, guess what? God's going to keep telling you what your identity is. And then from those two places, watch, now my inheritance of what God's given me, I get to see you and bless you, which only blesses who God is. I want to close out with this testimony because how many of you know that the remnant has a sound? How many of you would agree the sons and daughters of God have got to find their voice again? How many of you know that the only way these words of truth get out there is through our voices? How many of you know that these truths and promises need to find their way out there by our voices? And I don't have to make it up. I get to just say what he said. Remember what Jesus said? I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. And he gets the glory for it. So here in this last little part, I want to challenge you as the remnant, the sons and daughters of God, to find your voice. Because one of the descriptions of the enemy's identity is he's the prince of what? The air. And so if he's the prince of the air, you know what he's listening for? Accusation. He's listening for maliciousness. He's listening for greed. Do you, does anybody track in with what I'm doing? And then he'll use those very things against us and against those many times we love the most. So can we just agree? I'm going to find my voice and it's only going to agree and sound like the Father's voice so the prince of the air no longer has any ammunition. It's only the King of kings and Lord of lords because how many know when his word goes out, he performs every one. He's always faithful to finish it. So how many of you would agree, I need to find my voice as God's son and God's daughter? And it looks like intercession, and it looks like prayer. How did the walls of Jericho come down? By a shout and some praise, and some prayer, and what? The walls came down. How did the Midianite army get defeated by Gideon? By some shouting, and some praying, and some praising, and the enemy was defeated. How did the enemy get more fear at the wall being built in Nehemiah? Because they marched up on those walls, and they praised, and they prayed. Come on, somebody. Say, I'm afraid it looks like this. Do you remember when Jesus went to the garden And we know he literally sweat drops of blood. That's how much he was feeling the weight of your sin and my sin so that we could hear the Father say, you are mine. Is anybody thankful Jesus went through all he went through? But you know, he didn't go alone. Listen to me, Remnant. Come on, sons and daughters. He didn't go alone. Who did he bring? Peter, James, and John. Do you remember what he had to constantly come back to them and say? Come on. Couldn't you just stay awake? Couldn't you just pray? Couldn't you just find your voice? 
And don't hear this the wrong way. Hear this as an invitation because I believe Jesus is saying to us as sons and daughters as he prepared for that day, he's preparing to come again. And he's saying to us as sons and daughters, come on, wake up. Come on, wake up. Find your voice. And it looks like prayer. I get we pray silently, but I'm just wondering, is anybody ready to start praying audibly to take back the airwaves of heaven? And let it start in my home. Let it start with my kids. Let it start with my marriage. Let us shift the atmospheres as we intercede. I took a mission team to Brazil. I'll ask the worship team to go ahead and come up. Took uh, a mission team to Brazil about 10 years ago. And we were going into an area and the kids were going to do the preaching. Has anybody ever drove into an area and you immediately went, oh, this is not a good area? (laughs) You know, I'm responsible for these kids. And we got there. We were supposed to spend a couple hours going door to door, knocking and inviting them to come to those services. And the leadership of that local church looked at our group. There's about a dozen of us, and most of them were um, young teenage girls. And they just said, you know what? How about we stay here and we pray for the next couple of hours? How many of you know, we could have went out and knocked on some doors, but how many of you know the intercession that was fixing to go in that place on for two hours was knocking on the door of heaven, just saying that everyone that comes through these walls They have the potential to become a son and daughter. They have potential to become set free. So instead of getting discouraged, the 12 of us, for the next couple of hours, listen to me. How many know that the sound of heaven is like rushing waters? Have you ever been in a prayer service where everyone started praying out loud? You know what? We spend more time praying, more concerned about what someone else is thinking versus praying, going, I just, God, I just want you to hear what I'm praying because I know it's gonna bless you and align with your heart. And corporately, as we do that, it's the sound of heaven, the rushing waters. To make a long story short, listen to me. Two hours go by. We sensed the omnipresence of God, and we knew something was going to happen. He gave us images of just this literal circle coming around that uh, congregation. There were going to be 150 people there that day. And as they began to come, a big old bus pulled up. And I looked over at the local pastor, and I was like, who is this? And then they begin to get off the bus. It looked like the SWAT team. Like they were dressed. They didn't have no guns. But let me take that back. They were armed with the sword of the Spirit. And I asked that local pastor, I said, who are these guys? And he said, this is the SWAT team of Brazil. They're known as the intercessors. And they go where the Spirit leads them. And I said, did you know they were coming? He said, no. But in those two hours of our praying, they heard the Lord give them an assignment. And they came and watch this. They didn't say anything. They made a, what, circle around that whole congregation. There were about 40 of them. And they just began to pray as that service went on. And the word of God went out. And how many of you know it did not return void? People got saved. People got healed. Marriages got restored. Why? Because the remnant began to pray. The remnant found their voice. Why? Because I know who God is and I love who he made me to be. I'm his son, I'm his daughter and I want someone else to step from death and to step into life. I want someone who's been dead to now be resurrected because that's the kingdom of heaven.
And y'all, that service, I, it went on for a couple hours, incredible. And it ended this way, a little eight-year-old boy who had been deaf. He just came. His mom brought him. She said, will you pray for my son? How many you know that God can still do miracles and does? And it, there was a couple of people who just prayed and blessed his ears and just asked God, the Father who says you are mine, will you open his ears? The interpreter was over close to where Jeff was. The little boy's turned this way. No one's in front of him. And she said, say Jesus out loud. No sign language, nobody prompting him. And immediately he said, Jesus! How many know God opened that little boy's ears? Can we celebrate that God's still changing lives, still healing? It marked my faith. It marked my faith. That church erupted. They've been praying for him. Can I just tell you, if you're praying for something, keep praying. God hears the cries of his children. Amen. Amen. Luke 18, 8 says this as we get ready to close. It makes this question. It says, when Jesus returns, and he will, it asks, will he find faith here on earth? I'm just going to testify. He's going to find faith in my house. And I'm going to speak for our staff. He's going to find faith in this house. Amen. Is he going to find faith in your house? I, I just pray today. That's what we leave with. Yes, I know who you are. And I love who you made me to be. And as your son and daughter, I'm going to walk in righteousness. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to align my heart with yours. And I'm going to begin to take the airwaves back by letting out a sound that sounds like rushing waters, knowing, God, that you still fulfill every word. So I want us just to stand where we are before we lead into this invitation. We're going to put something into practice. How many know James says, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. And so all I want us to do is with family and friends, just turn kind of toward each other right where you are. And we're going to begin just to audibly pray out loud. God, what's on your heart that you want us to begin to what? Agree out loud. And I do, I I do. I, I know this is uncomfortable for some of you, but I got good news for you. The Holy Spirit's the God of what? Comfort. Anybody get that? So sometimes in my uncomfort, I need to rely on him who is the comforter. But you know, all we're doing is we're corporately crying out to God, the one who calls me my beloved son and daughter. And I just want my voice to agree with his voice, knowing he fulfills every word. Did you know that your prayers that align with him changes atmosphere? The lost get saved, the deaf hear, the eyes open, marriages are reconciled. So can we just begin to corporately in this place? They're going to begin to play, all right? But I want us to take a bold step and begin to do what God created us to do, to just agree out loud. And it's not just one praying in your family, just corporately all over this room. You're not praying for the other person to hear you. You're praying for God to hear you. So right now, sons and daughters, the remnant, let's begin just to lift up a prayer corporately. Begin just to align your heart with His. Pray over your family. Pray over your marriage. Pray over this community. Pray over our schools. Our teachers are going back in this week. Students are already regathering. God, what's on your heart that you want to be on our heart that we get to take the airways back right now as the remnant who knows our identity. So come on, lift it up right now. Pray out loud. Let some rushing waters be released from this place. That if someone drove by right now, they'd get saved because there's power coming from this place. Come, Holy Spirit.
Come on. Come on. May the atmosphere of our homes, this is what they look like. It's families just praying out loud together again, reading the word out loud together again, worshiping out loud together again, prophesying out loud together again, because we know who God is. We love who he made us to be. God, if you said it, we believe it. You're going to do it and get glory for it. I'm going to ask our ministry teams to come. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, today's the day of salvation. That's why they're here. Maybe today you you just know God's inviting you into his embrace to find your voice. And you just want to come down and just say, hey, I'm ready to find my voice and be a voice of truth out there. A voice that just agrees with what God says and sees his kingdom advance. Whatever it is that you need, the worship team's gonna lead us and let us all respond to him. Or if you just wanna keep corporately praying, how beautiful that sound is. So God, we love you and we bless you and we're thankful that you call us yours and we call you ours. You're the great I am. And we're gonna testify to that until the day you come. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram by using the Church at Bushland. We are all about people because God is all about people. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference.